Blog Talk Radio. True Israelites with your host, the seer of Seed Royal. The four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Radio. Fifth day of unleavened bread. Worldwide international radio broadcast. Fifth day of unleavened bread is now on the air. This is the fifth day of unleavened bread. I'll be your host for the 15th day of unleavened bread. And we'll see who all will be joining us that's going to put the input in on tape five of the fifth day of unleavened bread. Let's throw it out and see who's going to be on the network to assist with tonight's broadcast. Fifth day of Unleavened Bread. All right, let's see what's going on, what we're working with. Oh, we got the young line ready to go. That's a great thing. Let's see, we bring the young line in and see if you're ready to holler in the microphone on the fifth day of Unleavened Bread. Brother Titus, tribe of Yagda Judah. Yagda Bitch, that's the right. Yahweh bless you there, dear Israel of Steve Royal. Hallelujah. Hallelujah there, young lion. Hallelujah. Uh, Sister Judith, let's see. Let's see if we hear her plainly on the fifth day of unleavened bread. We had a lot of problems yesterday according to him, so I guess uh, happily it's Maybe clear up a little bit. We don't know. We'll find out later. Sister Judith, tribe of Yah God Judah, out of Camp One. Yahweh bless you, see right. Yahweh bless you, sir. See right. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah, Yahweh. All right. Okay, so we got 
we got enough to work with to get started. So, um, Father Titus, take a look at that Luke chapter 12, verse 12. Fifth day of unleavened bread. What what they're talking about there, young line? Let's, let's hear a little bit of it. Come on. Chapter, Chapter 12. 12. Verse 12 we read. For the right spirit to teach you in the same hour what you ought to say. Uh-huh. The right spirit will take care of that business, no doubt about it there, young line. And we'll take care of our business on the fifth day. So we open up in um, Exodus 12, verse 1, 15, 9, and verse 19. And let's see what we can get going on on the fifth day of unleavened bread. The fifth day of unleavened bread, we open, we open up Cape 5 by looking at Exodus 12. Look at verse 1 and 2. 1, 2, 15, down to verse 19. What that say there, young lion? Come on. The second book of Moses, chapter 12, the book of Exodus, chapter 12, verse 1, 2, and verses 15 and 19. Exodus, chapter 12, verse 1, read. And Yahweh spoke to Moses and Aaron and the land of Egypt, saying, verse 2, this month should be unto you the beginning of the month. It should be the first month of the year to you. Verse 15, seven days should you eat unleavened bread. Even the first day should you put away leaven out of your house, your body, temple. Whosoever eateth leavened bread from the first day until the seventh day, that soul should be cut off from Israel. Verse 16, and in the first day, there should be a righteous gathering. And on the seventh day, there should be a righteous gathering. To you, no matter work should be done, and death, say that which every man or woman must eat, that only may be done of you. Verse 17, you shall observe the feast of unleavened bread. For in this same day, have I brought your army out of the land of Egypt. Therefore should you judge this day in your generation, by an ordinance forever. Verse 18, in the first month, on the 14th day of the month at evening, you should eat unleavened bread until the 1 and 20th day of the month at evening. Verse 19, <clears throat> seven day. Yes, sir. That's good. That's good. So we eat unleavened bread from the 15th day. Read that verse. Read that verse again. I tell you what. Just break that verse down for those here. You said you eat unleavened bread. What time, there, young man? Uh, can you break that verse until down the, for those here? Until the one and twentieth day of the month at evening. On the fifteenth okay. to the twenty-third. When? Yeah, but when do you start? According to that verse, start when do you start? From the 15th day all the way to the 21st at evening. Uh, oh, okay. All right. So that's, so that's how the unleavened bread go, huh? So you do the unleavened bread from the 15th day to the 21st day, and you don't eat no leaven, have no leaven 
coming out your your body. Okay, good. We took it at last night. So we had a very distorted broadcast last night. So we might have to touch on a few things we touched on last night to make sure we are on point. So in the ninth chapter, in the ninth chapter there of Numbers, mm-hmm. what do we say in the ninth chapter of Numbers there, uh, Brother Titus? The ninth chapter of Numbers, let's see what it says in the ninth chapter of the book of Numbers. Nine. Let's look at the ninth chapter, verse number. Look right down at verse number 13. Let's talk about the feast. Let's talk about this feast on verse 13. Let's talk about the feast, any feast that Yahweh has. Let's see what it says in verse 13 on, on the feast of Yahweh. Verse 13 says what? The book of Numbers, chapter 9, verse 13. Verse 13 reads, But the man that is clean and is not in a journey, and forbid to keep the Passover, even that same soul should be cut off from among his people, the because he brought no, not the Passover. Passover. Hold on that young line. We call ourselves setting it up real good for you to not stumble through that verse. We know the Passover is gone now, so we, and that's why we told you the feast. So you just mm-hmm. put in the word feast there, because Passover is over with, unless it's the second month. So when you was reading this verse right here, but the man is clean and is not in journey, who bears to keep the feet. Now, that's what we were looking for you to bring out that young line. So start back over there again and take your time, that young line. We've got plenty of time to take care of the business of Duff's ass and Yahweh. And so look at that verse 13 and look at it again by ignoring the word Passover. And put in the word mm-hmm. called feast. Come on, that mm-hmm. young line. The book of Numbers, chapter 9, verse 13. But the man that is clean and is not in a journey and forbear to keep the feast, even that same soul should be cut off from among his people because he brought not the offer of Yahweh in his appointed feast. That man should bear his sin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sound that sound much better. Now, let's see me go back on stage and and we see Mother E on came to on stage, so let's see can we bring Mother E on lesson five. And so when you meet the most out of camp one, Mother E, tribal Yahweh Judah, one of the most out of camp one. Hey Mother E, Yahweh bitch you that be right. Yahweh bless you see Israel. A feed raw, hallelujah, Hallelujah, Mother. Now, and we know Mother Z is at her death waiting to take care of him after she hears something. So we'll hear from her a little bit later. But it, again, I was at a couple of classes today, and... We, we, we observe 
Lazarus now to see if we is working with something. And sometimes those fear miss some things and and hope for some things to get better. Because you gotta get better for Yahweh to intervene, no doubt about it. So now I, now I made a couple notes I made. I want to touch back on some things that happened yesterday because we heard that the broadcast was not clear. And we said a lot of good things, I believe, yesterday. <laughs> I think we did. We said a lot of good things yesterday. So I guess we'll touch on a couple of things that we said. Um, now, right. In the book, in the book called the prologue, in the prologue, and Yaqua beat your sister M out of Kentucky, and I got I, I got I got your message that you take your notes, you know, and, and you write it down as fast as you can. So like I said again, once you um. Take notes, rehearse the righteous act, find somebody that you can rehearse the righteous act and go back over the verses. You'd be surprised what's in the state. Because we know this thing going to happen from Kentucky all the way to the end of earth. So we know it's going to happen. But I want to look at this pull off again. There, young lion. I want to look at this prologue. In the book of, they call it Apocrypha. Mm-hmm. Mm. On the right side, where it's talking about Hoshea. It's talking about Hoshea on the right side. Mm-hmm. So let's take a look at look at this prologue, and let's read a little bit about this prologue and see what it's saying. The prologue. Where what? I'm reading uh, the prologue on page 70. Okay, the prologue of the wisdom of Oshia, the son of Sarah. Whereas many great things have been delivered unto us by the law and the seers, and, the, and by others have followed their steps for which things Israel ought to be commanded for learning and wisdom. And whereof not only the readers must be become skillful themselves, but also they that desire to learn be able to profit them, which are without, both by speaking and writing. My grandfather, Oshia, when he had much given himself to the reading of the law and the seer and other books of our father, have gotten therein good judgment, was drawn on also himself to write something pertaining to learning and wisdom and to the tip that those which are desirous to learn and are addicted to these things. My prophet much more and live in accordance to the law, 
Wherefore, let me treat you to read it with favor and attention and to pardon us where we may seem to come short of some words which we have labored to interpret. For the same things uttered in Hebrew, blew the word for Shabbat, and translated to another tongue, and not the same force to death. And not only these things, but the law itself, and the seer, and the rest of the book, have no difference when they are spoken in their own language. So we find out some words, some key words that is spoken in Hebrew, and if you have, and if you do not use the Hebrew words, it'll lose his value. What Hebrew words that he want us to speak a Hebrew word, a Hebrew word. What Hebrew word that that he don't want you to bum around with a Hebrew word. So he said now if you if you take this Hebrew word and if you place anything else on this Hebrew word, the same thing, it would, it would lose the value of the word if you place. So what word is he specific on that he don't want you to place nothing on what word? Let's see if we find out what word that he don't want you to um Specifically, change. She's going to find out what word he's talking about, uh, Sister Judas. She's going to find out what word that he's talking about that he don't want you to change it. Let's look at 916, Sister Judas. Look at Exodus nine sixteen and see what words he don't want you to change. And Mother E, have me Zephaniah chapter three eight through ten waiting on me. Zephaniah three eight through ten, Mother E. Well, right now I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk to Sister Judas for a minute. What word that he don't want you to be bumming around with out of the Semitic tongue and place another name on it that we can read? In the ninth chapter, verse 16, Sister Judas, let's talk about it. Come on. What is it, Exodus? Chapter 9. Exodus, chapter 9, verse Verse 16 reads, And in every deed for this cause have I raised thee up, for to show in thee my power, and that my name may be declared throughout all the earth. So, um, Mr. Judas, according to 916, what name 
do he want declared throughout all the earth according to 916? Can you help those see out? What do you see in 916 that he wants you to declare throughout all the earth? Look at 916 real capital and, and tell those seer and this national audience what word in there that he don't want you to be thumbing around with in 916. It's a word that he say in 916. What word is that? No. So, let's talk about it. Come on. It says, in every deed for this cause have I raised thee up, for to shew in thee my power, and that my name may be declared throughout all the earth, Yahweh the Son's name. So, 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 what, what do we want declared throughout all the earth according to 916? What word, what can we pick out of 916 that he wants to be declared? His name. Yahweh. His name. His name. No, no, my he name. Got no name on it. No, what he telling Moses? He want my name. He said my name. <clears throat> That's what he want. He want my name. That's what he say. He, he said Moses for this very deed, and that my name. And that's big talk with them. So what what do he want Moses to make sure he tell the children of Israel and it is his name? That's what he wants. Children of Israel to know his name. That's good. Now please have that to Judas to Leviticus twenty four. Let's find out what name is that. How you find out what name you have to preach that to your Bible. All he says is my name. But what name you have to preach that by Bible to see what name you talking about. I'll preach that in the Bible. And let's see what he says that we can read in the in Leviticus twenty four verse number one. What is saying twenty four verse one of Leviticus? Leviticus chapter twenty four verse one reads, and the Yahweh spake unto Moses saying, verse two, command the uh-huh. children of. Hold on, hold on. I ain't uh-huh. about no verse two. All I said by verse one. So we we found out that who talking here? Who talking in twenty four one? Sister Judas. Yaqua does in twenty four one. Can you have to see out who talking in twenty four one? Yaqua. Are you talking to who? Moses. <clears throat> Good. Now, verse ten. What happened in verse ten? Leviticus twenty four verse ten reads, and the son of and the son of an is Israelis woman Israelite uh, Israelite Israelite woman whose father Israelite woman whose father was an Egyptian 
went out among the children of Israel, and his son of the Israelite woman and a man of Israel strove together in the camp. Uh-huh. And what happened next to verse number 11? Verse 11 reads, And the Israelite woman's son, blaspheming the name of the Yahweh, and cursed. And they brought him Wait unto Moses. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on there. Now, we ain't no big hero there, but we kind of, we kind of analyze something, because he said he wanted his name throughout all earth. What we trying to do is analyze what's going on here, how it's important of his name. So we find out in verse 11, the Israelite woman, Somebody got somebody got some background noise very heavy, so whatever that background noise is, want somebody to reach back there and turn that down. Or it's not in order to get it real plain, because we're going somewhere. We don't know where we're going with this, but we'll know a little bit later. So we just find out in the 24th chapter that Israelite's woman's son blasphemed the name so who? Yahweh. So the name that he told Moses about in 916 is this name right here called the four letters. Y-H-W-H, polluted for the Lord in English. And not only that, he blasphemed the name and he cursed. So now, that's a whole lot going on. So skip down to verse 12, Sister Judas, because there's a whole lot going on. Not only did he um, blaspheme the name, he cursed. He done a, I mean, he's really working things out. So now skip down to verse 12, Sister Judas, and let's see what happened next. That we can Leviticus. read in verse 12. Yeah. What happened next in verse 12? Leviticus chapter 24, verse 12 reads, and they put him in board that the mind of the Yaquah might be showed them. Oh, okay. So Moses know what to do. He said, this man will curse the name of Yaquah. So Moses said, I'm going to put him in, in war. That's like another form of putting him in jail, put him in war, put his head up on the two planks in his hand. And so they had him. Um, helped up. So they helped him up because Moses don't know what to do. See, Moses don't know what to do. And see, and, and, and there go right there. Moses knows what to do. Now, I want to precept that right there, Mother E. Moses don't know what to do. Now, that, now that, that's good stuff right there. Moses don't know what to do. Now, Marie, we're going back to the ninth chapter. Hold that for me. Come back here in a minute. Stay with you, Mr. Judas. Come back here in a little while. But we want to find out. When you don't know what to do, what do you supposed to do? That's the point. Now, we're going back to number, Mother E. So, Moses know what to do. Let's see what he got written when you preach up your Bible. On what you're supposed to do 
in the ninth chapter, Mother Eight, of the book of Numbers. And let's find out what we can get out of this. We go on to Numbers chapter nine. And take it up at verse number six. Take it up at nine six to read down a bit. Remember, anytime you don't know what to do, you don't you don't do the Proverbs one to three, one to five, leaning on your own understanding. You don't do that. You go a case in point on what to do. Where you don't know what to do. Now, Mother, Mother E, in Numbers chapter 9, take it around by verse 6. Let's see what's going on. Let's read a bit. Now, this word Passover, I want you to put in feet. Don't put in Passover. Put in feet. When you, when you run off this word in the fourth line, that Passover, put the word called feast in there. Feast. Let's add nine, verse six. Come on, mother, you on the clock, come on. Book of Numbers, chapter nine, verse six. And there were certain men who were defied by the dead bodies of a man, that they could not eat the feast on that day. And they came up before Moses. Uh-huh. And they came uh, before Moses and before Aaron on the on that day. Okay, good. On that day, go ahead. Verse seven. And those men said unto him, We are defiled by the dead bodies of a man. Wherefore are we kept back that we may not offer an offering of the Yahweh in his appointed season among the children uh-huh. of Israel. Uh-huh. Good, good. You're talking good, Mother. Verse 8, And Moses said unto them, Stand still, and I will hear what the Yahweh will command concerning you. Oh, that's how it works. So with any time you any time you don't don't guess at anything. He says we have got a problem, Moses. And Moses says, because he didn't have nothing to work with it, he can read. He says, stand still, let me see what Yahweh got concerning you. Let's see what Yahweh is going to tell me concerning you. Now, hold that all together in your mind. Let's go back. Come on, Judas. Now, we're coming back. Now, here's another problem over here. So, all the problems always solve the same way. So, now, we're coming back to Leviticus 24. Now, there's a problem here. And... Leviticus 24 is a problem here. And let's read verse 12 again, Sister Judas, again, because there's a problem here. 24 verse 12. Come out. 
Leviticus chapter 24, verse 12 reads, And they put him in ward, that the mind of the Yahweh might be showed them. Oh, so now, they want to know what is Yahweh's mind when you curse and, and blaspheme his, his, his name. And guess how you blaspheme his name today? We read in the prologue that any time you take away from this name, you make the name less less than us. Got it? So now, the blaspheme has been made against his name. And Moses don't know what to do. So now, Yahweh get ready to respond to Moses on when you blaspheme the name in the corner verse twelve, Sister Judas. How many letters in his name, Sister Judas? How many letters in his name? Four Y A W H. Four letters. Y A W H. Four letters. So now. How you blaspheme his name today? You have his name three letters, five letters, or six letters. Now you are blaspheming the name because his name has how many letters to it have? Sister Judith? Can you repeat that? How many letters to his name? Four. Y H W H. All right. Now, verse 13, let's read a little bit. Now, let's read a little bit for the national audience's sake. So now, he said, now, he went to Yahweh, and Yahweh responded. Now, let's see what happened between 13 down to verse 16. You on the clock? Leviticus, come on. Leviticus, down to 16, come on. Leviticus chapter 24, verse 13, read, 13 to 16, verse 13 reads, and the Yahweh spake unto Moses, saying, verse 14, Bring forth him that have cursed without the camp, and let all that heard him lay their hands upon his head, and let all the congregation stone him. Verse 15 reads, And thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel, saying, Whosoever curses, curses Yahweh shall bear his, his sins. Verse 16 reads, <clears throat> And he that blasphemes the name of the Yahweh, he shall surely be put to death. And all the congregation shall certainly stone him. As well, the stranger, as he that is born in the land, when he blasphemes the name of the Yahweh, shall be put to, he shall be put to death. Uh-huh. So one thing you don't compromise on is what? Uh, Sister Judas. One thing is no compromising with is is what? According to verse sixteen. What you do not compromise with, according to verse sixteen. His name. His name. <clears throat> Excellent. His name. So 
whatever setting you in, it doesn't make a difference. It might be over grandmama's house. It might be over Aunt Betty's house. When it comes down to the name, you don't blaspheme the name. That's the man saying. Don't blaspheme the name. If you blaspheme the four-letter name, and we know in Malachi 3, verse 6, you don't change. So you don't make no alteration on the name. Wherever, wherever the Bible open up, one thing you don't compromise on is his name because that's a death sentence to the children of Israel, the people of the book, the one he gave his to. So you don't compromise on the four-letter name. You always talk the four letters. You don't go nowhere now. You go be left in love of the name. So that's what that was talking about in the prologue there, young man. Now, Brother Titus, now you're going to reach that prologue with one more time with that understanding. One thing you do not... Try to see if uh, I don't know if he um, on there. I don't know if he cut off or not. I'm trying to see if he can hear me. Mm-hmm. I know he told me to go back to the prologue. Yeah. To read the prologue. Uh, no, I no I no I hear you. I I I hear the big dictator just cut me off for a minute to remind to remind me of something so the big dictators can cut in on my broad on this broadcast when they had to get ready, so and that's why that's how they roll. So so we find out whatever setting you in, never compromise on the name. So now now we're going up to the prologue again and read the yes, prologue sir. one more time with that understanding. So if if you invited to a place and you cannot bring your Yahweh there, then that choice is for you to say, well, if I can't bring my Yahweh there, then I can't come. Because Yahweh said, I'm not going to pass the name on flesh to get along with my relatives, nobody. If I can't bring no Yahweh there, mm-hmm. I ain't coming. That's the way it mm-hmm. is. And now you're from the will of Yahweh. Now, we're reading the prologue again. Now, let's come back to the prologue on the right side. Now, with that mm-hmm. understanding, let's read the prologue again. Come on. All right, I'm reading the prologue. Okay, the prologue of the wisdom of Oshia, the son of Sarah. Okay. 
Whereas many great things have been delivered unto us by the law and the seed, and by others that have followed their steps, for the which things Israel ought to be commanded, and learned and wisdom. And whereof not only the readers must need become skillful themselves, but also they that desire to learn, be able to profit them, which are without, both by speaking and writing. My grandfather, Oshia, when he had much given himself to the reading of the law and the seers, and other books of our fathers, and God thereof good judgment, was drawn on also himself to write something pertaining to learning and wisdom, to the intent that those which are desirous to learn and are addicted to these things might profit much more and live in accordance to the law. Wherefore, let me entreat you to read with favor and attention and to pardon us wherein we may seem to come short of some words which we have labored to interpret. For the same things uttered in Hebrew and translated to another tongue had not the same force in death. And not only these things, but the Lord self and the seers and the rest of the books have no small difference when they are spoken yeah. in their own language. Great. You see that? So, so it, it, this is no small matter. This is no small matter. Anytime you take away from the bold letters, you have, if you take away from it, it's no longer one no more. One name, it's no longer one anymore. Matter of fact, because it tells you in 16, 1, 16, 13 there, young lion, look what it tells you in 1, 16, 13. Uh, damn, this is real good out of Kentucky. Listen to this real good, what it tells you by the angel coming to David. He told David something in 116. And what did he say that we can read in verse 13? The book of Psalms, chapter 116, verse 13. I will take the cup of salvation and call upon the name of Yahweh. Y-H-W-H. You see that? So it was, it was told that he going to take the, the salvation. See, salvation is in the name. And Mother E, in 2031, 2031, about his name, he's still talking in St. John 2031, Mother E. He's still talking about this name. What do you say in St. John twenty thirty one? And young lion have me Acts four twelve waiting on me. Yes, sir. Mother E twenty thirty one of the book called Saint John. The book of Saint John, chapter twenty, verse thirty one reads. Verse thirty one. But, but these are written that ye might believe that Yahweh is Yahweh, the son of Yahweh the Father, 
and that believing you might have life through his name. What, mother? You got what through the name? Life. You might have so life. So if you don't, okay. But suppose you don't use the name. What, what, what you got coming? Well, if you don't use the name, you ain't got life coming. Yeah. Uh, so what's the opposite? So what's the opposite of life, mother? What is the opposite? I don't want. I don't want to get a pull this off of you. I don't want to you pull this death. off of you. So I don't know what's the opposite of life. Death. Hallelujah. What? So that's yeah. how yeah. it is. Yeah. So that's how. I mean. And we're not compromising on it. Our job is to tell you exactly the way it is. If you don't use the name, I don't care who you are according to Yahweh the Son, the name brings you life. And the opposite of life is death. So that's mm-hmm. how important it is to use the four letters because we just read out his own mouth. The four letters give you life. So if you don't use the four letters, then that means it gives you what? I mean, plain, simple. Mm-hmm. They give you what, Mother E? Yeah. As simple as that. As simple as that. So that's how important it is to show your loved one if you're not going to use the name, your outcome will be death. And we just read in the 24th chapter of Leviticus, if you blaspheme the name Y-A-W-H, that ain't nothing but a death sentence. So our job is to change. We're not we we we're not worried about who like and who don't. We show what the Bible saying and tying it in. Now we go on and look at the chief speaker of the nation of Israel, what he says in Acts four twelve. What he said that we can read there, young lines, Brother Titus, Acts four twelve. This this is what it's saying here by the chief speaker of the nation of Israel in four verse twelve. What's saying that we can read? All right, the chief speaker of the nation of Israel, the book of Acts, chapter 4, verse 12. Read. Neither is there salvation in any other, but there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. Yeah. So the bottom line is, you might hear a lot of dynamic teachers, but if you're not using the name, it ain't no salvation in any other. So if you're not using the four-letter name, then you just only uh, feed your flesh. You're not feeding what Yahweh is telling you. So now I want to get a precept on that, young line, by going to the wisdom of Solomon. Young line, we're going to the wisdom of Solomon. And we're going to the 14th chapter, and we're going to pick it up at verse number 27. We're going to the wisdom of Solomon. That's in the red book, uh, Sister M. That's in a little red book called Apocrypha, the book they taken out in 1885. Now, Solomon's on the clock, and we want to hear what he says in 15, verse 27. Listen to what he says. 
and 15, the wisest man in the world talking. Let's see what he says in Wisdom Sabbath 14, 27. What do he say? He goes to the, the book of Wisdom of Solomon, chapter 14, verse 27. Read. For worshiping of idols, not to be named, is to begin the cause and the end of all evil. Read that again. The book of Wisdom of Solomon, chapter 14, verse 27. The worshiping of idols, not to be named, is the beginning, the cause, and the end of all evil. Take your time, young line, because uh, you own something, young line, and, and I want to bring some out. I want to bring some out in there. You own something, and there's something in there that got a whole lot of precept into it, but I want you to read that a little bit slower. Because it, you're saying something now, young line, and, and I want to bring some out in that point. That wisdom of Solomon 14, verse 27. What is you saying in 14, 27? The book of wisdom of Solomon, chapter 14, verse 27 reads, For the worship of idols, not to be named is the beginning, the cause, and the end of all evil. That, now, now you know. Now that is a big verse right there. You mean what causes the problem we have today? What is the beginning? That what was the beginning according to that verse? Now anybody on stage can help those stay out if the young lion just don't uh, knock out the paw. Now the statement you just got to read: the beginning of what again? That young lion, take your time and it's no big hurry because there's a point in here that we want to bring this out. Read that verse again, but slow it down a little bit, put a more base to it, and bring that verse out because some in this verse, and old Seal said, but he wants to take everybody around the backyard until they can see that this verse is talking, big talk here. Verse 27 again. The Book of Wisdom of Solomon, chapter 14. Verse 27, verse 27 reads, For the worshiping of idols not to be named is the beginning, the cause, and the end of all evil. My, my, my. So the beginning, the beginning... In verse 27, idols, the mm-hmm. worshiping of idols, mm-hmm. not to be named, is the beginning, the cause, and the end of all evil. 
So what started evil was idols. And what's going to end evil, the one that stopped doing idols, because that is all evil. Now, now what are we going to do with that? That's big talk with him. See, this is called big talk on the fifth day of this feast. That's big talk with them. So now, Sister Judas, read me First Corinthians 15, 56, and 58. I want to hear what First Corinthians 15 Verse 56 and 58. I want to tie that in, sister. Judas. So help me out to tie this verse in that we just got to read in verse 27. Take your time to look at 1 Corinthians. Take a deep breath first. And read those seal, verse 56 and 58. What does it say? First <clears throat> Corinthians chapter 15, verses 56 and verse 58. Verse 56 reads, The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. Verse 58 reads, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be you steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Yahweh, for as much, for as such as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Yahweh. That's big talk. Hey, hey, sister, read that verse again, 56. Now, who want, <clears throat> who want to expound on that 56? See, that, that's the big verse. Read that verse again. Take your time, and let's see who want to expound on that verse after you read that verse again. First Corinthians, First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 56 reads, The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. Okay. I'm going to try. So, if you keep saying it's death, and the sense of sin, you have to keep the law. Now, keeping the law, you stop sinning if you keep the law. That's what I said. All right. Say it again, but take your time, because remember, 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 on the international side, it's over 900,000 plus. All this, all over the world, waking up in the middle of the morning to hear this broadcast. Middle of the morning. Now you own something of it. Just take your time and and you talking to them on the breakdown. Now what did you just say again, mother? Just take your time and just bring it up. Okay. The thing of death is sin. So if you keep sinning, that's death. And the strength of sin is the law. So if you go keeping the law, the strength, that strength is in sin. 
The reason we're in the conditioning right now, we just found out. By breaking the law in the beginning, so we're going back and find out what law did we break in the beginning that causes our problem today, and the only way we're going to get out of it, we got to reverse the law that we broke. What law in the beginning that we break? And 218 is read a little bit. Go on there, y'all, line. What law did we break in 218 that we can read? That we broke in 218. Come on. Uh, we, uh, we go to the book of Genesis 218. Mm-hmm. No, no. All right. Genesis 218. Let's talk right, about Genesis 218. What, we, what happened in the beginning because he talking here. See, what we keep telling you, we don't call in that word just to read a bunch of scriptures. We we coming to enlighten you on the understanding that the timeline is at the door. My fact, let's read that. Hold that point. Uh, Mother E, hey Mother Mother E, help those see out in Matthew's twenty four. In Matthew twenty four, uh, Mother Mother E, see in Matthew's twenty four. In Matthew's 24, mother, <laughs> pick it up at round by Matthew 24. Pick it up right here. at verse number 24. Pick it up at verse number 32. 32. Let's see what we can read. Yeah, uh, mother, Matthew 24, verse 32. Help those see I'm taking on the verse number 35. Okay. Book of Matthew chapter Matthew 24. 32 to 35, down to page 35. Take your time, mother. Matthew. If something in this, we got to get it out, mother, because we find out. Hold on, hold on. Let, let, let those see a talk for a minute. What we have found out, that what got us in trouble, according to the wisest man in the world, and, and what you mean, WCC? What you mean, he's the wisest man in the world? Um, go to Titus. Yes, sir. Second Chronicles 1, verse 7 to 12. Can you have to see out for the WCC World Council of Churches? Let's, let's find out. When this man talking, we supposed to listen. Why? Let's go to Second Chronicles. One, or what I say, yeah, one seven out of verse 12. Let's find out when this man talking, we should have stopped what we're doing and hear what he got to say. Second Chronicles 1, 7 down to verse 12, come on. The book of Second Chronicles, chapter 1, verse 7 to 12. Second Chronicles, chapter 1, verse 7 reads. And that night, then Yahweh appeared to Solomon. And said unto him, Ask what I should give you. Verse 8. And Solomon said unto Yahweh, You have shown great mercy unto David, my father, and has made me to rule in his stead. Verse 9. Now, Yahweh, let your promise unto David, my father, be established, that you have made me king over a people 
like the dust of the earth in multitude. Verse 10. Give me thy wisdom and knowledge that I may go out and come in before this people. For who can judge this, your people, that is so great? Verse 11. And Yahweh said to Solomon, because this was in your mind. If you, not ask, if you had not asked riches, wealth, nor honor, nor the life of your enemies, neither yet has asked long life. Would you have asked for wisdom and knowledge for yourself, that you may judge my people, over whom I have made you king? Verse 12. Wisdom and knowledge is granted unto you, and I will give you riches and wealth and honor, such as one of the kings have had, that have been before you. Neither should there any other, other you have the light. Verse 13. And Solomon came from his journey to the high place. Oh, that's it. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, you're right, young line. That's it. So seven to twelve. What? What? Now, what have we learned out of seven to twelve? See, we just learned some out of seven, seven to twelve that Solomon didn't ask for the life of his enemy. <laughs> he didn't ask for to look 25 again. He's asking none of that. He said, what I want to do, what I want you to do is give me the wisdom to make sure I'm saying the right thing to your people. And y'all are like that. And that's what we come on this airways is to show you the right thing that we need to know concerning this word. So now, when Solomon's talking, we're supposed to go out our way to hear what he's saying because the wisdom he's speaking, Yahweh taking him to his school and taught him this. So he taught him this right here. Now we're going back to the wisdom of Solomon and look at verse 21 and 27 one more time. Verse 21 and 27. Now, young line, remember, we read for the national audience, so we ain't going to hurry to do nothing. We want to make sure it mm-hmm. marinates in a brain on what we're trying to bring to them. Yes, so sir. They clear, take your time, and look at the wisdom of Solomon 14, verse 21 and 27, because we have to make sure they understand the reason because everybody watching that one eye, everybody watching that one eye say, and nobody watching this book. So we try to bring this book to you. Now this book will tell us in the wisdom of Solomon, verse 14, verse 21 and 27, something real good, and take your time and deliver, deliver your part, young lion, come on. Wisdom of Solomon. Chapter 14, verse 21 and verse 27. Wisdom of Solomon, chapter 14, verse 21. And this was an occasion to deceive the world for a man serving either calamity or trade did ascribe unto stone and stock 
the a commutable name. Verse twenty seven. What 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 happened to see the world? What did he say? What did he say? I have to see the world. He just named three yes, things sir. in twenty one that have to see the whole world. What is these three things that we can read that we can read? And Brother Makai is live in Cap One. Yahweh be just see right. Yahweh bless you there. Oh, see, Hallelujah. 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 Now, whoever wants to take this, he just left three profound things that have deceived the world. And when we read that prologue to let you know that one thing he won't write is his name. Now, Solomon had been sectioned by the Almighty One. He's been sectioned by the Mighty One. Now, he just dropped three things that have to see the whole world right here in verse 21. Now, who's going to take a shot at that? Hallelujah. All right. I'll take a shot, Brother Titus. Okay, three things here. And verse 21, you got stones, you got stocks, and you got his name. Ain't that something? Excellent. That's what have to feed the whole world. So we think we can keep on bumming around with his name. And Mother told you, if you keep bumming around with his name and you don't get it right, you got a death sentence on you. Mother read that, a death sentence. So you got to get the name, right? You can't come out with his name. And we read in the prologue, if you don't use the name properly from the Hebrew, it's no force no more. It's, it's, it's useless. And there you go there. Now, good. Now let's get down to verse 27. Listen good in verse 27. Verse 27. For the worshipping of idols, not to be named, is the beginning, the cause, and the end of all evil. It is the cause. This what causes our condition we're in today now is idols. It's the cause, and it's the end of it when you stop doing it. And Mother read plainly in 15, 56, and 58, the only way you can get back on the right track, you got to keep the law. You got to keep the law. So now we're going back and read what happened in the beginning that started the domino effect. Now, once you know what starts the domino effect in the beginning, then we know what to do to prepare the breach. What was said in the beginning, since it started in the beginning. So in the beginning, that's Genesis. Now we're going to read 2.18. Let's talk about it. Now, 2.18. Brother Titus, now we're going to 2.18 to see what happened in the beginning. What was told 
down to verse 25. What was told in the beginning that we need to know? I just, just chapter 2. Genesis chapter 2, verse 18. Genesis chapter 2, verse 18. And Yahqua said, It's not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a help meet for him. <laughs> verse 19. And out of the ground, Yahqua for every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam. To see what he will call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. Verse 20. And Adam gave names to all cattle, and to the fowl of the air, and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a help meet for him. Verse 21. And Yahweh caused a deep sleep to fell upon Adam. And he slept, and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh and said to us. Verse 22, and the rib which Yahweh has taken from man, made he a woman and brought her unto the man. Verse 23, and Adam said, this is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. She should be called Woman, she was taken out of a man. Verse 24. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. Verse 25. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. Uh huh. Good. Now go to the now, Baba Micaiah. We go on to the third chapter, and we're gonna look at something now. But we, we, we must understand that there's no accident when things come up. We find out three things that he said what started this thing was breaking the law, and all the way you get back to this thing, you gotta keep the law. So we gotta know what law that we are broke. And what we got to do to keep the law. That's what he's saying. So in the third chapter, we find out that, um, the second chapter, we find out that Adam had a responsibility to Yahweh, and whatever he said, that's the end of it. And, and his word is the first and the last word, and that's the end of it. That's what was the beginning and what started at the chain, 3 verse 1, Brother Makai, to read a little bit, listen good, 3-1, we'll read a little bit. From the chapter 3, pick it up at verse number 1, verse 1, read. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which Yahweh, Yahweh had made. And he said to the one, yea, as Yahweh said, you should not eat of every tree of the garden. Mm-hmm. So, and it wasn't to the We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. Three, but of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, Yahweh has made. 
you should not surely die. Five. But Yahweh do know that in the days that you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open, and you shall be as Yahweh knowing good and evil. Verse mm-hmm. 6. And when the one that thought that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes in a tree to be desired, the fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did, and he did eat. Mm-hmm. Verse 7. That's good. That's good. Now, so now, to understand your Bible, what did he give her to eat? We going to back up and yeah, see what was given to her to eat by bagging up Brother Makai. We're going to back up to Wisdom Solomon, chapter 14, verse 23 down to verse 27. We want to find out something. We want to find out something because it's no accident that the voice of the two is like the six morning count is on this broadcast, but we're not on this thing for ourselves because we know that what I say is an idol. That television and that telephone, that is an idol. Anytime you let any one of them get in front of you from this good book, then you you just grab the idol. That television and that telephone. Then it's two pieces of idol. So now you got to work it. It can't don't let it work you. That would that would saying. Wisdom Solomon chapter fourteen, brother Micaiah. We're gonna pick it at verse twenty three down to verse twenty seven. Listen good. Now tell you pick it at verse twenty. Let's make a little little education meal out of this. Cause we found out one thing that Solomon was cleaned up by the Almighty One. So whatever Solomon put on the table is worth investigating. In the 14th chapter, verse 20, out of verse 27, says what? Well, chapter 14, verse 20, down to verse 27. Verse 20 reads, And so the multitude, allured by the grace of the work, took him now for a Yahweh, which a little before was but honored as a man. 21. And this was an occasion of deceive the world. This was an occasion to deceive the world. For men serving either calamity or tyranny did ascribe unto souls the communable name. Verse 22. Moreover, this was not enough for them. Read verse 21 again. Verse 21. Take your time now, y'all. Y'all know something. It just all this good good stuff happened. They said what happened, we start serving a man. We start serving a man. Mm. Not Yahqua. This is what the man said in verse twenty one. Remember this same guy talking Yaqua. that Yahqua mm-hmm. left his mind to lay this out for you. Look what he said in verse twenty one again. Verse 21. And, his, and this was an occasion to 
deceived if you in this work. Go ahead, read. For men serving either calamity or tyranny did ascribe unto stone and stock and the incommutable name. In the commutable name, that any other name besides the Hebrew name, it is a commutable name. Any name besides the Hebrew name, man have done that. Now man doing the stocks, the stones, the wood. He's doing all that stuff now. So Solomon laying it out for you. So if, you, if you're in a ministry and you see the worship of the stone, stock, wood, your pastor, you worship him. Solomon is writing about the future of these things now. Listen to what this man is saying. Go ahead and read. Verse 22. Where's the Messiah? 14, 20, 22 read. Moreover, well, this was not enough for them, that they erred in the knowledge of Yahweh, or whereas they lived in the great war of England. Those so great plagues called thy people. And what?
quartets of soldiers to keep him intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. You see that? So that's what you've you done the Easter. The Easter, the New Year, the Lord God of Jesus, that's them secret and right that you're doing today. You're doing the Easter. You're not doing the order of the Bible and Solomon is laying the foundation. And we go on and find something else shortly that we get ready to read. So we just get halfway warmed up on K five. Come on back, young line. All right. Wisdom of Solomon, chapter fourteen, picking up at verse twenty-four. Twenty-four read. They kept neither lies nor marriages any longer under fire. But either one slew another treacherously or grieved him by adultery. Verse 25. So that there reigned in all men without exception blood, manslaughter, death, and dissimulation, corruption, faithfulness, tumultuous perjury. Verse 26. This quitting of good men, disquieting, disquieting good men. Now you disquiet a good man now. You, you, you push the suitcase to him. You let him know that I'm going to do something great for you to, to back you down from what you want. That's how you disquiet it, the, the good men now. If I offer them something and they, and they look at that Mr. Need more, and forget about what the book is saying. Go ahead and read. 26. Despising of good men, forgetful of good terms, providing of souls, changing of kind. What, 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 what do you mean by changing the kind? Now, you can, now you can be whatever you want to be. You can change kinds now. The man made you Man, and now you want to be woman. Man makes you woman, and now you want to be man. Change your kind. They got now instruments can have your kind changed. Uh, they got hormones to get your boys where your boys get weaker and weaker and weaker, and it starts to sound like a, a sweet, sweet, a sweet sound. Oh, your hormones. We go more into that, but we just made a point that Solomon let you know this gonna happen, that, and it will be made a law that you can now go and change agenda. You ain't got to be, and then and they got a law now passed. If you say that's what you is, then that's what you is. And if you say you're not that, you can be sued. You see that? So Solomon, the wise man of the world, will tell you. What's on your plate today? Go ahead and read. All right.
Now we're going back to that third and pick up at verse 14. Now we're going to read verse 14. Gives it 314, Brother Micaiah. And now we're going 314. Now, it all is started in the beginning. So you some rules laid down in the beginning that is not applied today that open the door for what we're doing today. And long as we're not in order, the Almighty is not going to intervene. Your time is going to run out. And that's why we come and tell you we've got to take a look at this book again. And that's why it's so important for Moland banquet hall radio station to help our loved ones that's coming after to let's take a look at this Bible again because breaking the law got us into this predicament. Keeping the law will get us out of this predicament. If you want to get your James 520 you got to help somebody else. So we got to get in position to know what to tell somebody else according to this Bible. And that's what we're doing now. So we're going to the third chapter of the book of Genesis and pick up at 314 now, down to verse 20. Listen good. Now listen good. Oh, he, Solomon says, what got you in trouble that brought the death sentence on you for breaking the order of the law. Mother read in the 15th chapter, verse 56 and 58 of 1 Corinthians, the only will get you out of this is keeping the law. But you got to know what law to keep. Now, 14 down to verse 20. Listen good. 3, 14 and 20. Come on. All right, we're going to the book of Genesis. Chapter 3, pick it up at 14 down to verse 20. 14 read. And the Yaqua, Yaqua said unto the servant, because you have done it, you are cursed above all cattle and above every beast of the field. Upon the belly shall you go, and the dust shall eat, I mean, and dust shall you eat all the days of your life. 15. And I will put enmity between you and the one, and between your seed and her seed. It shall bruise your head, and he shall bruise his head. It's here. We read, um, Z, we read Genesis chapter 3, verse 14 down to verse 20. Yes, sir. Yes.
of your life. chapter 44, verse 15. Then all the men which knew their wives, knew that their wives 
have burnt incense unto other false Yahweh and all the women that stood by a great multitude, even all the people that dwelt in the land of Egypt, and Patros, Asher, Jeremiah, saying, verse 16, As for the word that you have spoken unto us, in the name of Yahweh, he will not hearken unto you. Read verse 15 again. Now, I've got a question in verse 15. I want you to read verse 15 again. And it's a question that I want to make sure we clear. We just not read a bunch of verses. That's right. He told the seer to go over there and tell them, tell the children of Judah what he don't like. Now, he over there talking. He over there talking in 44 verse 15. And I want to look at verse 15 and make sure we're not just reading a bunch of verses. What is he saying in verse 15? Read and take your time, that young lion. Verse 15. Jeremiah the Seer, chapter 44, verse 15. Verse 15, read. Then all the men which knew that their wives had burnt incense unto other false Yahweh, and all the women that stood by a great multitude, even all the people that dwelt in the land of Egypt, and Patros, answered Jeremiah's saying. Okay, good. Who is answering Jeremiah, according to verse 15? Who who want to take that? Who want to take that? So who answered? Then all the men which knew what their wife have burnt incense unto other Yahweh. They, the men knew that. They knew this, what their wife was doing. They knew what their wife was doing. And all the women that stood by, how many? A great multitude, even all the people that dwelled in the land of Egypt. So who is getting ready to talk to Jeremiah? According to verse 15. Quickest. The woman. The woman. The woman. The woman. The woman. The woman, the woman is getting ready to talk. The woman is getting ready to talk to Jeremiah the seer. The men knew that their wife was burning. Sometimes you know your better half is out of order, and you think you're hiding it from. You're not hiding. Huh? Jeremiah is making a point. Look what he said in verse 16. Watch this. Jeremiah 44, verse 16, read. As for the word that you have spoken unto us, in the name of Yahweh, we will not listen unto you. We will not listen to you. Jeremiah, the women is telling Jeremiah, we ain't going to listen to you. You know how we know it's the woman talking? 
Because look what it says in 15. And all the men would knew what their wives had burnt incense unto other Yahweh. Yeah. And all the women stood by a great multitude. Remember, mm-hmm. the women were burning incense to other Yahweh. Now, Jeremiah go to confront them. The man, the men, stood back. The woman is doing the talking. How do we know that? To get the precept on it, verse 17. Take a time and read it. The book of Jeremiah, the sixth, chapter 44, verse 17. But we will certainly do whatsoever thing goeth forth out of our own mouth to burn incense unto the queen of heaven and to pour out drink offers unto her as we have done. We and our fathers, our king and our prince in the cities of Yadah Judah and in the streets of Judah. But then we plenty of victuals and were well and saw no evil. Who talking? Who talking? Who doing this talking? The women again. <laughs> the women again. The women is the one talking to Jeremiah in the 15 and 17. They is telling, because they the one burning this incense to the queen, ain't it? And your man standing by? Yes, sir. Is the man standing by or not? Do it say the man standing by? Verse 18. Then all the men would knew that their wife had burned incense to other Yahweh, and all the women stood by a great multitude. That means the men was what? They They knew of it. And was standing back mm-hmm. because the one that's burning the incense to the Queen of Heaven is the women, and the men knew about it. Is that what we're reading? Hallelujah, uh, yes, sir. You can read that. Read that. That's the way it's going. That's the way it's going. Verse eighteen. Listen, God. Eighteen. Verse eighteen. Read. But since we left off to burn incense to the Queen of Heaven and to pour out drink offering unto her, we have watered all things that have been consumed by the sword and by the famine. Verse 19. And when we burn incense to the Queen of Heaven and pour out drink offering unto her, we did make her cake to worship her and to pour out trade offers unto her without our man. <laughs> without our man. You see that? Without our man. We done this thing without our man. Is that what it said? We done this. We done this without our man. What did we do? We burned incense to the queen of heaven. And see, that's where you get this word called a queen, and you will say in a minute, that's my queen. What a minute. 
talk that's going on in Egypt. The children of Israel had no queen. That's right. So they birthed to the queen of heaven, and they said, we're going to do this often without our men. Is that what they said? Yes, sir. Now, who is Jeremiah talking to? Yeah, who is Jeremiah talking to? Who is Jeremiah had this back-to-back conversation with? The women. And what the man's doing? Sitting back watching. Sitting back watching. Sitting back watching. Sitting back watching. That's what we're reading? Uh, yes, sir. And the men watch. That ain't where it's going to be in the beginning, kid. Uh, and that was Solomon talking about. As long as you breaking the law, don't think if you don't if you don't do the law and you break the law, why the destiny is over your head. You gotta come back to the law. And that's why it's so important for the school to understand what happened to us is breaking this law. That was Solomon talking about. He was breaking the law of order between man and woman. The law was broken, and he was telling you that here's an example when Joshua said in 44, verse 4, what he says, again, a young young line, brother Titus, 44, verse 4 and 5, what did he say? The book of Jeremiah, chapter 44. Verse 4 and verse 5. Jeremiah said, chapter 44, verse 4, read. How be it? I said unto you, all my servants, the seers, rising early and sending them, said, Oh, do not think a vulnerable thing that I hate. Uh-huh. Verse 5. Five down to verse 7. Five, six, and seven. Yes, sir. But they listen not, nor climb their ears to turn from their wickedness, to burn no incense unto other false Yahweh. Verse 6, wherefore my fury and my anger was poured forth and was kindled in the cities of Judah and the streets of Judah. And they were wait and desolate as at this day. Verse 7. Therefore now, just said Yahweh, Yahweh of hosts, Yahweh of Israel, whoever commit ye this great evil against your soul, to cut off from you man and woman, child and suckling, out of Judah, and to leave you none to remain. What is, what is the great evil in verse 15? What's the great evil? Mm-hmm. Great evil. The weather. Read it. Read the great verse evil. 15. Verse 15. Then all the men which knew their wives had burnt incense unto other false Yahweh, and all the women that stood by a great multitude, even all the people that dwelt in the land of Egypt, and Pathros. Answer Jeremiah, the seer, saying. Mm, good. Now, so now, 
That's pretty good. Let's go to Ezekiel chapter 8, Mother. Hey, Mother E, we're going to Ezekiel chapter, we're going to look at this great evil. We're going to Ezekiel chapter 8, verse 14 and 17. Hey, Mother E, we're going and look at
weeping for Tammuz. So now, what's that mean? Molly, you want to take a shot at that? Because one thing about it, we know the word Tammuz in the Bible one time. So this, so they weeping for Satan. So that's what they weeping for Satan. So they would, but Tammuz is is pointing toward Shemaremis, Nimrod, and Tammuz. So they talk about the woman and the baby. So they was weeping for Tammuz with the woman and the baby. That's what they're doing. They were sitting there looking at a woman and a woman with a baby. And they were weeping they was weeping for the woman and her baby. Which is started off in ancient Babylon. Shemaremis Nimrod. Shemaremis had a son by a husband Cush and Nimrod is this right here. Nimrod was Shemaremis' baby and also a husband. And mm-hmm. after Nimrod had a and in the ground, she said she was impregnated by the son, Nimrod, produced Tammuz after he was gone. So this is in a chain of words. But in 814, who won't take a shot at 814 and and put Yahweh in it? And he's telling Ezekiel, look at the women. They weeping for <clears throat> Tammuz, and Tammuz was in the hand of a form of a statue baby and a woman. So they were standing before a woman and a baby, crying before that statue. That's what they're doing, crying before that. He says. Son of man, you see what they're doing? They cried before the woman and the baby. And that went right on up to the Babylonian Empire. And that went right up to Cyrus and uh, um, Isis. So the next generation picked that up, right? That's right. Then after That's that generation right. picked it up, who was the next generation picking up today? What? Who, who is the woman and the baby that you do today that you cry before the woman and the baby today? So you see where it comes from? So the woman and the baby is what you call today Mary and the baby Jesus. <laughs> but it's coming right out of the Babylonian. And Yahweh said, what again, mother? This is what the origin of all this, you like the origin of break the law is? Here the origin of it right here in 8, 14, and 17. One more time, mother, come on. You got to see his attention. Read again, mother. 8, 14. The book of Ezekiel chapter 8, verse 14 and verse 17. Verse 14, then he brought me to the door of the gate of the Yahweh's temple, 
which was toward the north. And behold, there sat woman weeping for a tarmuth. Did I say woman and baby? Verse 17. Mark 17 and 18. Okay. 17 and 18. Take your time. Okay. The point we're trying to get out of here, get in this. Verse 17. Now, he he brought the seer to peep at it, what they were doing. Verse 17 okay. and 18. Verse 17. Then he said unto me, Have thou seen this, O son of man? Is it not a light thing to the house of Judah that they commit the abomination which they commit here? For they have filled the land with violence and have returned to provoke me to anger. And lo, they put the branches to their nose. Verse 18. Therefore will I also deal in fury. Mine eyes shall not spare, neither will I have pity. And though they cry in my ears with a loud voice, yet will I not hear them. Well, so now what we'll find out that they was weeping for, in today's time, Mary and and Jesus. That the day, so he don't change, right? So if he had a problem with, with that Mary and Jesus today, I mean, yesterday with Timorimus and Tammuz then, do we got a problem with Mary and Jesus today? Do we have, do we change? Do we cha- have we changed today, then? I don't know. Do we change? If he had a problem with this woman and this baby in Ezekiel days, do we got a problem with the woman and the baby in our days? That's my question. So you don't change, right? So if he didn't like it then, right. how do we like it now? Huh? Now, we're going to Luke chapter 11 and pick it up at verse 26. Listen to what he said. Now, what, now what you just got. Now, I hope y'all can hold it together what you got. Now, we're going to Luke. Brother Titus, mm-hmm. we're going to Luke. Yes, sir. Chapter 11, pick up verse 26. Now listen to what you now listen. Listen what he's saying. And Luke chapter eleven, verse twenty-six. All right, we're going to the book of Luke, chapter eleven, verse twenty-six. Read. Then goes he and take it to him seven other spirits, more mm-hmm. wicked than himself. And they entered in and dwelt there. And the last thing that what, that what man, you read? Hold on. Okay, go ahead, go ahead, finish, go ahead. Yeah, you, you, you're on the right point, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Slow down your reading, let me, let me, let me pick it up. I'm trying to bring out, and I want to be able to establish this point. 
And if you tie it all in, you will see the point. Take your time and look at that 1126. But I'm really focusing on the next two verses. But I'm looking at the 26. Go ahead and read. Take your time. The book of Luke, chapter 11, verse 26 reads, Then goeth he, and taketh to him seven other spirits, more wicked than himself. And they enter in and dwell there. And that last state of that man is worse than the first. Okay. I listen good now. Verse 27. And it came to pass, as he spake these things, a certain woman of the company lifted up her voice and said unto him, Blessed is the wolf that bear you and the path which you have sucked. Verse 28. But he said, Yea, rather, blessed are they that hear the word of Yahweh and keep it. Now, why did, he, why, why did he say that? What was the mindset of the women in this day? Right here? What was the mindset of the women? Why did he say that? Bless, if you hear the word and keep it, although this woman hollered out, bless as the woman that bears up. Because the woman mindset was in, in the mindset of Ezekiel. Her mindset was praising the woman. He said, just like they was weeping for Tammuz, this is the mindset of the women of that day. So that's why when Paul came in with that understanding, and Paul said this right here, because of the mindset that they had in Ezekiel 8, 14 and 17. And the men that supposed to correct that and show that they, they stand by the side line. See? So this woman huddled out, blessed is the woman that had you. Huh. See? So now you see when Paul said this, because of the mindset that the women had then and got now. First Corinthians, read it, uh, Mother E, read the 14, verse 34. Now you see why Paul made this statement when you lay your bricks down. Because the mindset of the women was worshiping Simmeramus and Nimrod and Tammuz. That was their mindset. They was worshiping the Queen of Heaven. This was the mindset the women was on. So, and that's why the woman had no problem by enlarging her mouth and Yahweh correcting her and said, Listen, you blessed when you hear the word and do it. That was you blessed. To hear this word on. You, y'all, y'all hear me? You blessed to hear this word. Because the women was worshiping the queen of heaven, which is abomination to Yahweh. 
to the queen of heaven. And Yahweh said in 1 Corinthians 14, 34, and this is why Paul said what he said. When he got over there with the lies that they had, and this is what Paul said, and now you understand why Paul said this. Brother Titus, what he said. All right, we're going to the First Corinthians chapter 14, verse 34. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 34 reads, Let your woman keep silent in the temple, where it's not permitted unto them to speak, but they are committed to be under obedience, as also says the law. You see that? That's why he said that. Because they had the mindset of the queen of heaven coming up out of Egypt, understanding. So he says, Thou men that can't read, but otherwise up front with the mouth going, close your mouth. If you're not called on to read, close your mouth. That's what he's saying right here. So Paul is saying that the because the mindset of the woman by the men Standing back, watching them pour the drink offering to Simmerimus, the queen of heaven. See? All right, go on up. Now, Brother Kaya, let's go on to, watch this. We're going to Acts chapter, now let's go to um, Judas. Let's go to Ezekiel 13. And pick up a verse about 17 down to verse 19. Sister Judas, we're going to Ezekiel 13, 17 down to verse 19. Let me see if talking with Ezekiel. <clears throat> Chapter 13, verse number 17 to 19, what does it say? Ezekiel chapter 13, verses 17, 17 through 19. Verse 17 reads, Likewise, thou son of man, set your face against the daughters of thy people, which prophesied out of their own mind and prophesied against them. Verse 18 reads, and says, Thus saith the Yahweh, Yahweh, woe to the women that sew pillows to all armholes and make handkerchiefs, handkerchiefs upon, upon the head of every statue to hunt souls. Will you hunt the souls of my people? And will you save the souls of lives that come unto you? Verse 19 reads, And will you pollute me among my people for handfuls of barley and for pieces of bread to slay the souls that should not die and to save the souls alive that should not live by your lying to my people that hear your lies? Lord, he told us here, what is in verse 17 now? What did he say again to the seer in Ezekiel thirteen seventeen? What what did he what did he that the Almighty told old seer to do in verse seventeen? Ezekiel chapter thirteen verse seventeen reads, Likewise, thou son of man, set 
your face against the daughters of your people, which prophesy out of their own mind and prophecy through against them. Mm-hmm. So he tell he tell no fear now fear you had to catch that if you catch your big mouth woman running them out and trying to uh, um put herself in front of that man you have to correct that because the woman will burn incense to the queen of heaven and the men sit by and watch this thing. And Yahweh said, I didn't create man to stand by. I, I created man to take the lead. And you go tell them women that they out of order if you got a man and you get in front of that man. You out of order. But that man got to make the, the correction according to the Bible. Now, that's it. So he got to make the correction according to the Bible. He can't stand by and see the big mouth woman running them out, and he present. Her mouth got to be silent, according to what we read here. And that's why Paul, when he got there, they had the Babylonian mindset of running them out, and when the man was present, and the man stand by and watch that unfold. And that became abomination to Yahweh. Now, we're going to Brother Micaiah in Acts 16, 16, down to verse 22. Let's see what we get out of this. Brother Micaiah, Acts 16, 16, down to verse 22. But before you read that, I want to go back and read that history book where I point the air at and we'll read a little bit. Listen good. Before we read that, we want to see something. And what book you getting ready to read out? Right. <laughs> want to read from the two Babylon on the top of the word. Want to read on page thirty. Pick it up. Page thirty and it reads. When we look at the Ephesians, Diana, we find evidence to the. Very same effect. In general, Diana was depicted as a virgin and the patroness of virginity. But the Ephesians, Diana was quite different. She was represented with all the attributes of the mother of the Yahweh, the false Yahweh, and as the mother of the false Yahweh, she wore a turreted crown, such as no one can contemplate. No, you mean what, what, she wasn't the same thing Queen Elizabeth, a crown on her head. Mm-hmm. She had a crown on her head. She wore a crown on her head. How so we read that she had a crown on her head. Without being forcefully remained Reminded of the Tower of Babel. Uh, oh, this was a reminder of the Tower of Babel. Mm-hmm. Now, this tower bearing Diana, bearing Diana, uh-huh. is by an ancient scholar, scholarly, expressly identified with 
with Samarian. When therefore we remember that Rahab, real or Samarian. How you say that? Samarian. Oh, okay. That's how you, okay. So this is a reminder of the queen of heaven. This is what Diana doing today it reminds of what was done in Babylon by the queen of heaven. Had a crown, had a, uh, a crown on her head like you see the late Elizabeth had on her head. She had a crown on her head. So all this coming out of the Babylonian system with Simmerimus, Nimrod, the son and husband produced a son after his death called Tammuz. Yes, All right, I'm gonna pick it back up and get that right. Now, this tower bearing Diana is by an ancient scholar expressly identified with Semiramis. When therefore we remember that Rhea or Sabella or Sabella, the tower bearing false, well, tower bearing goddess, was in point of fact. A Babylonian goddess. A Babylonian goddess, right? And that Semiramis, when defied, was worshipped under the name Rhea. So she was worshipped. So she was worshipped. So this way it came in with the worship the woman. Remember the woman said over there in Luke? She said, Blessed be the woman that had you. Just coming out of the ancient Babylonian teaching of worship Zimmerimus and her child by her son husband, Nimrod, after he was dead, called Tammuz. And the women was weeping for Tammuz, and Tammuz and Zimmerimus is now is weeping for Mary and Jesus at the Catholic Church. All right. Jump down to the next one, page uh, 31, reads, Babylonian Empire and consequently Nimrod, the real reason fortifications of Babylon was that she came in the esteem of the ancient idolaters to hold a preponderating position and to have attributed to her all the different characteristics that belonged or were supposed to belong to her husband. Having asserted then one of the characteristics in which the defied wife was worshipped, we may from that conclude what was the corresponding character of the defied husband. So we're not going to get off on that for time. I'm going to get come on in. But you see, this worship the woman pouring out your drink offering to the woman, it goes all back to Simmerimus, Nimrod, the woman married her own son, mm-hmm. Nimrod. After his death, after his death now, she had a son called Kamu. No, let's tell you how that happened in your time. But Camus was the one that was made 
from the sun, the sun up and edge you in because the sun came back from heaven and impregnated her. So that's the story they put on Jacob for that. That ain't what we're going to deal with today. Now we go on to Brother uh, Micaiah. Well, we go on to Acts 16. 16 out of verse 22. Listen real good at Acts 16. 16 out of verse 22. Listen real good now. Book of Acts. Now remember, what you read is Diana is the offshoot of Simeron. Now we go on to Acts chapter 16, verse 16 down verse 22. The book of Acts chapter 16, verse 16 down to verse 22. 16 reads. And it came to pass, as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination met us, which bought her masters much gain by sued saints. Verse 17. The same followed Paul in us and cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High Yahweh, which show unto us, the way of salvation. Verse 18. And this did she many days. But Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the Spirit, I command you in the name of Yahweh the Son to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. Verse 19. And when her master saw that the hope of their gain was gone, they called Paul and Silas and drew them into the marketplace unto the rulers. Verse 20. And brought them to the magistrates, saying, These men, being Yadda Judah, do exceedingly trouble our city. Verse 21. And teach customs which are not lawful, for us to receive, neither to observe, being Romans. Verse 22. And the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates rent off their clothes and commanded to beat them. So now we found out now there's something going on. That was, that's coming back again, worshiping the woman. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to, um, we're going and look at the 19th chapter, verse 24 to 28, Brother Titus, and, and Mother Eve pick up at verse number 33 to 36. Acts chapter 19. Verse 24 to 28, Brother Titus and Mother Eve have 33 to 36 waiting on me. Listen real good. And okay. so Judas, like so, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, young man. And so Judas have me, uh, Revelation 2, verse 16 down to verse 20 waiting on me. 16 to 20. Revelation 2. 16 to 20 waiting on me. And by that time, I'll be uh, passed over to Brother Makai to give me 
Uh, Ephesus. Ephesus. What man is there that knoweth not how that the city of Ephesus is a worshiper of the great goddess Diana and of the image which fell down from Jupiter? Verse 36. Then, then, that these things cannot be spoken again, yet ought to be quiet and to do nothing. To do nothing quite rashly. All right, uh, Sister, Sister Judith. <clears throat> yes, sir. Yes, cook. He's talking about a revelation. Something. I know. Revelation. Revelation, chapter 2, verse 16, down to verse 20. Right. Revelation, chapter 2, verses 16 to 20. Verse 16 reads, Repent, or else I will come unto thee quickly, and will fight against them with the sword of my mouth. Verse 17 reads, He that have an ear, let him hear what the Spirit said unto the temples. To him that overcome <clears throat> will I give to eat of the hidden manna, and will give him a white stone, and in the stone a new name written, which no man knoweth saving he that receive it. Verse 18, and unto the angel of the And also the angel of the church in, what's that? Tatira. 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 What's that? Tyria? Tyria. Oh, yeah, verse 18, right? Tyria. Tyria, right. These things say the son of Yahweh, who have his eyes, like onto a flame of fire, and his feet are like fine brass. Verse 19 reads, I know thy works and charity and service and faith, and and thou patience and thy works, and the last to be more than the first. Verse 20 reads, Notwithstanding, I have a few things against thee, because you suffered that woman, Jezebel, which calleth herself a prophetess to teach and to seduce my servants to commit fornication and to eat things sacrificed unto idols. Yeah, well, all right. The book of Revelation, chapter 2, picking up at verse 21 down to verse 27. Verse 21 reads, and I gave her space to repent of her fornication, and she repented not. Verse 22, Behold, I will cast her into a big, and them that commit adultery with her into great tribulation. I mean, those that followed after her, that got her up front and they in the back. Mm-hmm. 
Except they repent of their deeds. They got to repent and come back to the law. Man leads, woman helps, and follows man. Right? And I will kill her children with death. That means all the followers that follow the woman up front, it ain't nothing but a death sentence, and that's what we was reading and the wisdom of Solomon, and we'll read the end of it, like you come out under that death sentence, is by keeping the law that's written in Genesis 2, 18. And all the congregation of the children of Israel shall know that I am he, which searcheth the reins in mine, and I will give unto every one of you according to your work. And I will give you according to your work. What I built in the beginning, it applies now. Man must not was supposed to lead. The woman is the man help me to him. Twenty four. But unto you I say, right. and unto the rest of thy artera, as many as have not this teaching, mm-hmm. and which have not known the depth of Satan, now, the depth of Satan <laughs> is what he did in the past. So the woman, you can be as Yahweh. That's the death of Satan. That is Satan teaching. You're not equal to the man. You is to help me to the man. Mm-hmm. That's the order of things that have, and that's what Solomon was saying. This gonna cause you to, to come, and at the end of it, it's gonna cause you death. And by you standing by, it's gonna cause you more death. And by and the only way you change it is to turn it back to the oil was written in the Bible, right? As they speak. Right. I will put upon you none other burden. Uh-huh. Verse twenty five. But that which you have already hold fast till I come. He's a hope what you got. Hold fast what he got till he come. You got Genesis two eighteen to twenty five. Three, one through six, fourteen to twenty. 20, man leads woman follow. No bad mouth. The Yahweh man must lead. That's the order. Hold fast the order until I come. Go ahead. 26. And he that overcometh and keepeth my works uh-huh. unto the end. Keep it out wrong? So, until the end. Right. To him will I give power over the nation. And I will give you. <laughs> Power over the nation. Let me get one more here. I'm going to bring Mother Z in for you commentary. Go to give me 1 Corinthians 11, verse 3 down to verse 9, and Mother Z and bring Mother Z in to give us the new take of that. All right. We're going to 1 Corinthians chapter 11. We'll pick it up at 3 down to verse number 9. We're going to 1 Corinthians. Chapter 11, verse 3 down to verse number 9, verse 3 reads, But I would have you know that the head of every man is Yahweh the son, and the head of the woman is the man, and the head of Yahweh the son is Yahweh the father. Verse 4, Every man praying or prophesying, having his head covered, dishonors his head. Verse 5, but every woman that prays or prophesies with her head uncovered dishonors her head. 
for that is even all one as if she was shaven. Verse 6, for if the woman be not covered, let her also be shorn. But if it be a shame for a woman to be shorn or shaven, let her be covered. Verse 7, for a man indeed ought not to cover his head, for as much as he is the image of image in glory of Yahweh, but the woman is the glory of the man. Verse 9, for the man is not of the woman, but the woman of the man. Yeah. Verse 9, oh, that was verse 8. Verse 9, neither was the man created for the woman, but the woman for the man. Um, 
of beauty. Now turning to where is he Four at the bottom. Into false false reasons. Fabulous. Verse five. But watch you in all things endure affliction. Do do the work uh do the work for an everlasting making do the work of of uh, do the work of evangelists making full reproof of the minister verse six for I am now ready to be off off in the time the time of my departure is at hand. Verse seven. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Verse eight. In force there there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness which the Yahweh the righteousness the righteous judge shall give me at the day that day and not to me only but unto all them also that love his appearance and I'm gonna say Hallelujah, Yaqua. Bread. 
And let's go read something out of the, uh, the first book of Ashes. Brother Titus Israel C. Roy. Pick it up at chapter 1. I want you to give me verse number, uh, give me verse number 10. I want you to read all the way down. Give me verse 10 and 11. And verse uh, 15. And then drop down and give me verse number 19. Verse 10 read that. Verse 15 and 19. Verse 10 read that. Chapter 1. Verse 10 read. And when he thinks what's up, the priest and Levi, as the never read, stood in, very common, or according to the kid. And according to the seven dignities of the Father, before the people, to offer to Yahweh, as it is written in the book of Moses, and thus they did, thus did they in the morning.
Deuteronomy 16. Yes, ma'am. Matter of fact, yeah, give me verse number. Yeah, give me verse number one. Give me four. And then drop down and give me verse eight, seven, and then six. Four, eight, seven, and six. Oh, 16, one, four, eight, seven, and six. Okay. That's ma'am. Deuteronomy chapter 16, verse 1, verse 1 reads, Observe the month of Abia and keep the Passover unto the Yahweh, your Yahweh, for in the month Abia, the Yahweh, your Yahweh, brought thee forth out of Egypt by night. Verse 4. And there shall be no leaven bread seen with thee in all thy coast seven days neither shall there anything of the flesh which thou sacrifice the first day at evening remain all night until the morning thou mayest not sacrifice the Passover within any of your gates, which the Yahweh, your Yahweh, gives thee. Thou mayest not sacrifice the Passover within any of your gates, with the Yahweh, your Yahweh, give me. Verse uh, uh, 7. And I shall rose and eat in the place which the Yahweh, your Yahweh, shall choose. And I shall turn in the morning and go unto thy tent. Now, that, now, did you read? I need you to read verse number eight, then number seven, Mother, Mother, uh, Mother E. Okay, verse eight. So we come to find out that 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 the feast this uh uh uh, uh comes in a month of eight bids, and mm-hmm. in a feast of the month of eight bids, we got to make sure that according to verse number four. That drop down, read verse number four. Drop from one to four. That you can't uh, eat no eleven bread for seven days. So you can't make sure you eat no eleven bread for seven days. Continue to read now, verse number eight. Verse number eight. Six days thou shalt eat. Six days thou shalt eat. Unleavened bread, and on the uh-huh. seventh, and, what? and on the seventh day, shall be a solemn assembly to the Yahweh, your Yahweh. By <coughs> shall be no word therein. Verse seven, and thou shalt roast and eat it in the place which the Yahweh, your Yahweh, shall choose. And thou shall turn in 
the morning and go unto their tent. Hallelujah. Well, so you got to make sure that we take this unleavened bread for, change this unleavened bread for, uh, 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 for, what do you say? Six days you should eat unleavened bread. On the seventh day, we got to make sure we got a seventh day, uh, got another gathering coming up on that seventh day. So we got to make sure we're prepared to eat that, I mean, have that seventh day gathering. So that's what's getting ready to come up. We already in the top part of the fifth day. We got the seventh day gathering getting ready to come back up. And that's going to be uh, coming up this Thursday when the sun goes down. Because remember, according to verse 6, he said that, this thing goes according to what type of way, Mother, according to verse number six, what time of day is going to be, and that last, and that, that second from the bottom, and last, yes. close to that last line. Okay. He said in verse number six, I go look. At the going down of the sun. At the, at the going down of the sun. When the sun going down, down of the sun is when we got to make sure we keep this feast. So um, I'm going to say, Mother E, uh, give me a closing statement. Oh, okay. Thank you, Yahweh, for this class. Thank you, Thank you, Yahweh, for giving in the class. And just thank Yahweh that I'm able to be in the class. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah. 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 All right, uh, Brother Titus, you want to take it on in uh, 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 and get a few of them in before we close on now? Yes, sir. A little bit on this piece. All right. You got one definition on that uh, evening in Deuteronomy 16, verse 6. Hey, uh, Sister Judith, give me a, Chapter 1, verse 32 reads, And at even when the sun did set, they brought unto him all that were...
I told the chief to sell leaven during the seven days. The chief of the bread seven days. Chapter 17, verse 17. 17 reads, Sanctify them through thy truth, 
Thy word is truth. Psalms one nineteen verses one chapter Psalms chapter one nineteen verses one forty two is thy righteousness is an everlasting righteousness and thy law is the truth. Giving Yahweh his honor with a good eye and diminish. Sirach chapter 34, verse 8. The law shall be found perfect without lies, and wisdom is perfection to a faithful mouth. Matthew chapter 6 verses 
9 to 13. Verse 9 reads, After the manner, therefore, pray ye, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed by the night. Verse 10, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in the heaven. Verse 11, Give us this day our daily bread. Verse 12, And forgive us our debts as we forgive our the 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 